0: From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Courtney and Kim Take New York. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Courtney and Kim news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off. and the buzz continues. It's after
1: Buzz TV for Courtney and Kim. Take New York. Well, hello everyone. I'm Jackie Moran, joined by my partner in crime, at least for the Kardashians, Mari Fagel. Back in New York. How you doing Mari? Good, how are you? Seeing seeing Chris um Humphreys like walking into the hotel in New York with all those cameras and people around him, I really wish while they were filming that we had hopped on over to uh to the ward to see the Kardashians in action, but I never spotted them. I know, you know, guys, I have to open up episode three, Courtney and Kim take New York. Uh, We're going to get to the baby mama drama. And by that, I mean, the baby that never happened, the mama being Chris (laughs) that comes into town. Uh, We're going to get into all of that. But I must talk about the fact that they are filming in our backyards. Mari and I both live in New York, and I cannot believe how every place they go into um, feels like they're in my living room, literally because I frequent Dos Caminos, Prime House. Darby is an amazing restaurant. If anyone wants a hot spot, Darby, where you saw uh, Scott and Courtney tonight, uh, excellent uh, location, they have live music, it's like a throwback in time, I actually went there this time last year with my boyfriend as our our Christmas celebration, um, but I can't believe that I never ran into them myself, Mari, because literally I could just step to the Gansavort and uh, it's just amazing how I always saw the the trucks and the crowds, but I never got the the actual live view of them. But maybe it's better because it seems like it was all drama all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, lots to discuss. Um, you know, let's just get right into it. We are on. By the way, AfterBuzz TV two on UStream. You can find us UStream.tv/AfterBuzzTV2 tonight, everyone, and of course on iTunes. Um, but let's just get into it. Kim and Chris, more drama, just from the opening scene, Mari of. Uh, Kim and Chris playing with Mason, I immediately felt bad. We kind of say this, we talk about this on our other shows for Real Housewives where you know it's ending in kind of a tragedy. I, I just feel bad just immediately on the onset watching Chris playing with Mason because when you look at him with a, with a young child like that and then you hear about them talking about having children tonight, knowing what's going to happen... First of all, let's just, long story short, be so thrilled that Kim did take that birth control pill at the end of this episode, but... And when you look at it on a more serious note like that, where he's in Mason's life and he's out just like that, and these crazy lives with the cameras and everything, it makes you take a step back. And, of course, you want to take in the drama, and it is entertaining. But I think we've said this each week so far, and I'm going to say it again. It's, it really is sad at the end of the day to see what this did to everybody's lives. Don't you agree? I mean... They definitely weren't ready for marriage. And so the fact that this whole episode was about them and whether they're ready for a kid, it's like, are you kidding me? And while it was cute to see Chris playing with Mason, he's very young. He's only 26. And I really, I couldn't help but think he's kind of like a kid himself. And Kim is way too uptight, selfish, self-involved right now to, you know, be ready for motherhood i mean i understand that it's kind of like once you become pregnant then you know i i i tweeted about how i feel like if she were to all of a sudden become pregnant all of a sudden she would i think i'd hope reprioritize and everything um and change her lifestyle but right now her lifestyle is not at all conducive to a child and so um You know, she's probably glad now that she ended up taking that birth control pill after everything that happened, Uh, because even a baby couldn't couldn't have saved all of the legal battles and drama that ensued. You know, in the last couple months. Right, and I know you're getting even more results with your poll as on thelegallady.com, as to whether or not they married for the right reasons for ratings, if it was fixed. So we're going to share that later, uh, coming up in news and gossip. But it does make you think about it with each episode and these kind of these new things that arise. It definitely makes you wonder what was fixed and what wasn't because it does start to all seem sort of fixed for me, and I say that because. When you look at Kim on tonight's episode, a lot of things did not make sense for me. And I don't mean to be, I'm not really trying to bash Kim, but I just felt that her stance was almost hypocritical from the beginning to the end of this episode. And I say that because she started off the episode by being like, I just finished my birth control pack, and it's a sign that I shouldn't take it anymore. First of all, then it's a sign every month because you finish your birth control pack once a month. Not necessarily the biggest sign in my eyes, but I'll, I'll leave that alone. Um, you know, and then there's her reasoning. All of a sudden, she's like, I'm 30. I just got married. I'm totally ready for kids. Well, you know what? You weren't dating Chris that long. You haven't even been married that long. I don't think that's a sign that you're ready for kids. And I do have to agree, thank God Mom Chris Jenner came into the scene because, She definitely called her out on it, Um, but, you know, Kim is the one who brings up this whole I'm ready for babies storyline, and then it was almost like, to me, she did a Flip switch and was like, I'm never moving to Minnesota. You expect me to stop working? You expect me to slow down? I'm not slow down. it up. And then it was almost like Chris was the one giving her the the pressure and the heat. Meanwhile, he's the one who said, This is a weird combo. I didn't think we'd have it so soon. All right, well, what do you think? All right, let's do it. She's the one who brought it up. I feel like she's the one who talks him into it. As the episode goes on, it's like she totally does a flip switch and is like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not moving to Minnesota. I'm living and dying in L.A. You know, and you tweeted me, Mari, that she came up with a good compromise. I have to disagree with you because all I heard from her throughout the episode was totally not compromising. I don't think she thought through this idea at all. I think it was on a whim. And then as the episode went on and she got Chris to get on board with the idea, she's the one who selfishly was like, actually, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to take my pill and it's my decision. And, you know, I'm going to tell him he's going to be so disappointed. Five seconds ago, he was the one thinking this was a weird conversation. So this whole thing really did not make sense to me. Am I the only one who's seeing that? What, what were you thinking as this all played out tonight, Mari? No, I think she kept flip-flopping a lot. I think that at first she was like, oh, I want to have kids. Being around Mason, so they're cute. And then she was like, brought up the conversation, planted the idea in his head. And then he gets excited about it. And then she's like, oh, wait a second. So I understand that. But yeah, let's, let's have this debate because, you know, some people on Twitter also didn't agree with my opinion that, I don't know, I thought Kim's compromise was fair in that I understand why she would want to raise her family in Los Angeles around her sisters and her own family and then have like all her cousins, you know, the kids' cousins with them and everything and then go to Minnesota for like a month in the summer, spend a whole month there and um you know be with his family whatever it's not like they wouldn't go out to they couldn't go out to minnesota every once in a while fly there where the parents couldn't come stay with them in la but like i don't know i just i feel like often the where the woman wants to raise her family i don't i don't know i feel like takes precedence maybe and i just thought about it she said that they would go to minnesota for a whole month and like live there for a month and then you know, I don't know. I thought that that was a fair compromise, but I guess, I guess a lot of people didn't agree. I thought that that was fine. Well, Mari, maybe you're biased because you're from LA, <laughs> yes. so maybe you're siding with her. If she were in New York saying but this but about I'm New from York, LA States, and it's like my dad, my dad is from Chicago, and my mom's from LA, and my mom wanted to raise her family in LA, like where she. Had grown up, and so my dad moved to Chicago for my mom, and has built his life in Los Angeles. And you know, I I went to college in Chicago, and spent you know many years with my family there. And um, you know, got to have that, and we would visit Chicago, you know, for Thanksgiving and for holidays. But like, where my mom introduced her family, and so I don't know. I think that that's only fair. Well, see, that's funny, though, because you actually can relate to this experience, and so you do think it's fair. And like I was was saying, I actually probably would think it's fair if she was talking about New York that way, because I have a heart in New York. And, you know, so if anybody's in this situation, definitely call us, 424-256-1729, because it is a tough question. But the thing that I'll say... Is, I immediately heard it and I heard stubborn spoiled, no, n- like no even, not even a thought in her brain that she would compromise. When, honestly, just last week, on last week's episode, and in real time, that was probably just a few days ago of filming, she was, like, flying to Minnesota, and even then, though, Chloe was the one who said you should fly to Minnesota, and by the way, talking about compromise, we have some news to share later in the show about Chloe, but um, definitely some news that's going to sh- shake up the family, but, you know, Everybody, I think, is different, but what I didn't like about Kim is that she brought it up. She acted like she was the one flying to Minnesota in last week's episode, making some big compromise, and then she turns the tables completely, and even with her lunch with Lala, she was all like, oh, I'm living and dying in L.A. That, I, that's it. There's no question. I'll never live in Minnesota. If you love somebody okay, this is a tough decision, but to come out the gates like that and show no desire to even care about where he's from or where his family roots are when he says he's a big family man, to me, that's selfish. That's not compromising. And one month, you know what? There's 11 other months in the year. So I don't think that's compromising at all, actually. And she even said, or he said, he has six months off. So... Six months to six months, if she was saying it's half the year here, half the year there until kids get older and have to go to school, that would be a different story. But she's saying one month, you know, to me, that's not a compromise. So I am lucky enough that my boyfriend is in the same place as me. Mari, I feel like you're kind of in a, in a good place as far as locations go. Uh, but I'd My love boyfriend's to from Orange County, and I'm from L.A., so we don't have to have this this fight. But if we were to have this fight, I would insist on... Him moving to Los Mas- you know, moving to Southern California. So, you know, I can understand her there. But also, when you brought up Chloe, I thought it was really interesting when Chris brought up Chloe and how Chloe is willing to compromise and willing to move for Lamar. Because um, Ammer, who's one of our avid, afterlife TV fans and watchers, who always has great insights, said last week that she felt the reason why Kim was so upset with Chloe is because she feels very competitive with her because Chris keeps comparing Kim as a wife to Chloe as a wife. And he did it again in tonight's episode. He said, you know, Chloe's willing to compromise, why aren't you? And so that must really be a sore sensitive subject for Kim. I, yeah, I definitely agree. And I, Amber, you have such great opinions. So if you're listening, definitely, if you want to call in, we love when you call in, but, um, And anybody with an opinion, we want to hear it. But certainly, I I have to say, it can't feel good at this point. We know she's met at Chloe right now. I do agree that it can't feel good to know that Chloe's in a similar situation and she's making it work and kind of almost proving Kim as selfish because, and you know what, when I say selfish, I'm really not knocking Kim as much as you might think, because guess what? I think all of us ladies, well, a lot of us ladies that I know in my life, are also selfish. You want what you want, and, you know, it's up to the guy to kind of go with you on it. But these are the things you feel out, and that's why I think everyone around them give them the right advice from Lala to Chris Jenner who comes into the mix, which there's so much to talk about Chris Jenner coming into the mix this episode, but everybody was kind of saying the same thing. Like, what are you thinking? This is way too fast. And I totally agree that we're talking about it now. They have no idea how to live together yet. They have no idea where to live together yet. They don't even know each other yet. I mean, they shouldn't even be married at this point. And we obviously know what happens to them. But it's just, for me, all the wrong reasons to bring or all the wrong circumstances to bring a child into the world at this point. And I wonder what we'd be saying, Mari, if we didn't know what the end result with their marriage is. Would you do you think we'd be saying the same thing? I'd definitely be saying that it was too early for them to think about having kids and they'd be rushing into it way, way too soon. Just like Lala Anthony said, and she has a very good marriage with Carmelo and sorry to twist her opinion. He was like you're rushing like enjoy like travel spend some time with your husband like you know figure things out before you rush into having a kid and so mm-hmm. and mind you while Scott and Courtney's pregnancy was unplanned they had been together for a couple of years before I mean they were like kind of broken up and whatever but they had pretty much known each other and been together for a couple of years before they had Mason so I don't know I just think that it was way way too fast the question is was this all Producer produced scripted as a storyline? Like, was Tim actually considering it, or did producers just want this as a storyline? Well, that's, in, that's another thought, and, you know, it did cross my mind, Mari, and I wonder if our listeners think so, that all of this really does, at points, seem very, very produced. And it's different when it's like a Kris Jenner storyline and them going into the Today Show and that feeling produced, but it's... It's kind of scary when you look at it on this side of things because this is Kim's life. This is a marriage. This is baby talk. These are things that she should be want or a lot of women want to have and be talking about at her age. And wouldn't it just be sad if it's really all just produced because sometimes I have to admit that I didn't want to believe it, but at times it does feel that way. And I just wonder, you know, we talk about the cameras being in their faces all the time. You know, Chris said he has had, and we're going to talk about this in news and gossip. Also, his first interview on Good Morning America, but he said he's grown up with cameras in his face for, you know, basketball all the, since he's nineteen or whatever. I'm sorry, but not cameras not in his cameras face. to the extent of Kardashian-level cameras. I mean, exactly. he's in the NBA, but that, there's nothing like the Kardashian. Exactly my point, and that's why I really wonder. This really is a hard one to figure out. I really, at times, think it was just nobody thinking anything through. And at times, wonder, could it really all be produced? I really hope not. Either way, it just doesn't change the outcome that Kim is basically has none of what typical women want at this point in their lives. Um, at her age. And, you know, she talks about, while you for work and, and not wanting to give up anything. And I think she wraps it all up very clearly as to her intentions and her interests in this ending storyline that she decides not to do it because it's what she wants. She'll tell him when the time is right in her mind. You know, I don't, I just don't think Kim is thinking about this relationship at all in the right way. And, You know, she's going to have to think about her relationships differently if she wants one to work and if she really does want to have kids in the future because, you know, let's bring up Chloe again or even Courtney. I think they both think very differently. Even Courtney with the kid and everything, I think she still opens her eyes about Scott and we're going to talk about them next because I love talking about them. But even when she sees something, you know, kind of bothering Scott, she comes around and she, she definitely, you can tell she cares about Scott and she makes sacrifices. I don't think Kim is making thinking about anything other than herself and her career at the end of the day and what she wants. And that's a big problem for me. I don't know if I blame her because I'm very headstrong, but it doesn't make a good recipe for you know starting a relationship off with the level that they did and the cameras and all that. So I guess I'm not surprised, but I don't think it's the right mindset, and I don't see compromise at all in Kim's vocabulary. But you did, Mark. Yeah. I don't like that. (laughs) The thing is, Chris, and neither one of them are willing to compromise, you know, enough, I think. And Chris also... I agree with a lot of things he says, just not the way he says them. Because, yes, obviously, I think by the time that Kim has kids, she's not going to be as famous. And I don't think she ever said that she wanted a nanny and things like that. Um, But the way he says things is like, no one's going to care about you guys at that point. Like, don't say that. Just be like, you know, at that point, you know, 10 years from now, I really bet that, like, like, the perks of your career, like going to clubs, promoting, and things like that would slow down. That's a much better way of saying it than, babe, no one's going to care about you in 10 years. You know what I mean? So I think there's a way to say things, and she has, um, I think Jennifer Aniston once said of Brad Pitt that he has um, a sensitivity chip missing, which was like when he would talk about her in interviews in an insensitive manner maybe, and or talk about Angelina Jolie. I think that Chris Humphreys has a sensitivity chip. Missing. How <laughs> well, you know, I do have to say he, you know, even Mason imitating him as the barking dog was hysterical. He definitely is not refined for reality TV land. I think he will probably watch some things back and be like, Oh, I sound stupid, man. You know, I think he definitely is an athlete. He's young he i don't think he's he's you know pretty impolished like kim is but i don't necessarily think he comes from a bad place even when he does say these things that rub you maybe rub you the wrong way i do chalk it up to him kind of just being young and probably always being around guys locker room kind of style talk so I don't really, it doesn't bother me so much. I almost kind of like that he throws things like that out there because Kim is definitely, probably, probably or definitely, I don't know, um, having people at her feet all the time. So I don't actually mind it, but it's. I, I feel like if I were him watching myself back, I'd be like, oh, shouldn't have probably said it that way, but... Who knows? I do think it is the young thing, even when you saw him going out with his friends and talking about trying and then making fun of him for having a stylist, by the way, so funny. But it definitely just felt out of place for me. I do think he's just not in the mindset for any of this. I think it was made very clear during that scene with his friends. Did you get that at all? Yeah, no, I think that he's, He's totally not ready for it. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that it was a good decision that it never happened. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. Uh, but the episode definitely got crazier with the other side of the du- uh, two duos, and that's Scott and Courtney and the porn-slash-threesome question going on and i think the more appropriate threesome to talk about is scott courtney and chris jenner being thrown into the mix because scott and chris jenner having a bonding moment buddy buddy day with scott and chris jenner that's for sure um another segment which felt kind of produced i mean scott and chris talking about sex over lunch a little weird and i know you tweeted that mari where was your head during all this because i I can't help myself no matter what Scott's in. I end up liking watching it. So what did you make of Scott and Chris's day out, day of fun? And then we'll get to the porn threesome situation. I thought it was adorable. I thought that yes, it's definitely weird for like, Scott to be talking about sex with and sex with his girlfriend, with her mom. And then for Chris to be talking about sex with Bruce was so much. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I love that he calls her Jenner. I love that he came to the today show with her and then he was like, Please get married in Cabo. more like Lake Como. Like he's just a riot. Anything Scott does, wears, says will continue to crack me up. And um I think it was a little too producer wrapped neatly with a bow segment, like right? at the end, Scott being like, Oh, I'm really gonna miss Chris this week, you know, after she leaves and you know the whole thing was both able to produce, but it's very, their relationship is very cute and very funny. And the relationship really has come a long way, uh, you know, from when she's to te- cheat him, you know, but he's really come a long way. Yeah. I think that's what I took from it more than anything. I have to laugh because I saw this today's show episode and Scott, for acting like he didn't want to drag himself out of bed, he was pretty uh, dapper looking by the time he got to that studio, and I think he seemed very eager and happy to be part of the Today Show process, and I do remember watching that episode, and to watch the behind the scenes was kind of interesting, the way they did it, Um, but definitely a little produced. I mean, even... uh, Hoda, I thought, played played a little role in all this. I, you know, they kind of mixed everything together here. But I, it was fun to watch. And I do kind of, I like where Scott's come. I like that the storylines are a little off because that's them. I mean, Courtney and Scott have always been a little weird uh as far as like the sexual things go and things like that. But at the end of the day, you see they've come a long way, especially with Scott and Chris. And I just thought their lunch at Dos Caminos was so funny, even just when she's like, I'm going to teach you a new Spanish word every day for my Mexican heritage. And he's like, you're Mexican? No, but I've been there. Like, I mean, and then he's like, wait, I was in Mexico with you. I mean, I think they're just, you know, you get some funny lines. And I like watching that side of it because, yes, it feels produced, but I love Scott's personality. I mean, even him teasing Kim in the beginning with her butt and being in that, um, clay house. I mean, I just love Scott. I think he's so funny and he gets away with it now without looking like a total jerk, you know, but he definitely pushes the boundaries still, which I like, but, uh, he's not the right. He's very, very, that just everything about Scott, he's my favorite character on the show by far, and Chloe is also my favorite, which is why I'm sad that it's not Courtney and Chloe to New York. <laughs> right, right. Well, she definitely made a splash last week, and I have a feeling she's going to be back, but uh, because we keep getting the family members one at a time, I'd love Bruce to come in for a visit, but... Um You know, let's talk about the other side of the Scott and Courtney uh, night on episode three with, I had guessed this, I believe in our predictions that it was going to be porn on Scott's computer, a little predictable, but you know what? As he said, I'm not a weirdo. I'm not watching horses have sex with humans or anything. I'm a guy and I watch porn. You know, I thought it was typical of Courtney to bring something like this up on, on camera and typical of Scott to have the reaction he had Um, but I kind of thought it was interesting the way it built up and how Scott and Courtney going out to the derby she was basically like testing him and really do you think she would have really done it or how do you I mean because she was wild in the past but do you think she was really going to do anything with a threesome or she knew that Scott was talking a big game the whole time I don't know Uh, Courtney you never know with her what did you think of this I don't think it's unfair. Like, so, well, are you there, Mari? In front of him, with a group of her like constantly drinking while she's sitting on her sofa. They're kind of busted in the state. And it's like, you're just tell them you don't want him to drink. So I know she was just kind of doing it to show him, like, oh, he's going to ask you to go out No, this is too far. But I don't know. I thought that was inappropriate. So i there's, like, A fun spirited nature. Right. And uh, you're coming in a little um, quiet to me, Mari. I don't know if. If our listeners can hear you, okay. But uh, if you're having any te- technical difficulties, we'll, we'll get through that. But, you know, I, I think it's just so funny to watch C- Scott and Courtney. I mean, they're banter with each other. They are in a new place. They have a child. I think when they have little issues, I like watching them sort of play around with it because it's never anything so big that it makes you – kind of upset and and uneasy it's kind of just funny to watch and i kind of like that courtney called scott out on talking a big game here um because he definitely like you said Mari, walks around with his velvet blazers and acts like he's that kind of that old scott when he's really not and i like that i like that he's come a long way i like that his new fantasy is to uh, have a big tv a comfy couch and to just start eating (laughs) sounds uh very classic of of the new parents syndrome. But um, I, I just, you know, I think Courtney and Scott, you know, we know they're having a second baby from our, our news and gossip last week, and I think they're definitely in a great place. And, you know, I don't think they need a threesome because they're having a third one, uh, you know, Coming on the way, so they got plenty to worry about, and uh, you know we'll we'll see what's in store for them. But uh, any last thoughts on on this week's episode? Because we have some great news and gossip and uh, predictions coming up. But uh, any last thoughts, Mari? Um, I just think I'm um, so to talk to you. I think more of Scott and Courtney because I love them together, and I'm starting to get sick of the same old, same old fights between Kim and Chris. Yes, for if you if you if our listeners are having trouble hearing Mari, she was uh, basically saying she likes Courtney and Scott, and sick of the same old fights with Kim and Chris. So I don't know if you guys can hear her okay, but. Uh, Hopefully, we'll fix our technical difficulties when we get into some news and gossip and uh, some predictions. So let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back.
2: After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you.
1: Well, it looks like things are a little crazy tonight on our after show, but we like it that way, just like the Kardashians do. So let me just repeat that first story for you for news and gossip tonight, that Khloe Kardashian is headed to the Lone Star State as Lamar Odom has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he's unhappy about leaving life in La La Land, and so is Chloe, but she seems to be taking it all in stride as she tweeted, I am blessed and happy and as long as I am with my family. God is great. blessed beyond words. I love all of my dolls. And then she went on to tweet, Life is not always fair. Sometimes you get a splinter, even sliding down a rainbow. Very cute quote there she continued to say a strong positive attitude will create more miracles than any wonder drug now if this were going on during this filming I would say she's tweeting right at Kim like tweeting in her face here's what a good wife does but um, obviously this is after all of the drama with Kim and Chris but As we were talking about it tonight, Mari, here it goes. It comes up, uh, compromise, and I think this is a big compromise on Chloe's part, but I think, you know, what choice does he have? I think she's being a great wife by saying she's going to stay by him, and I think she'll find a way to make it work because she loves him. So that's kind of my take on it, but certainly not uh, what we were seeing from Kim tonight on, on this week's episode. What did you think of of the big trade, the big shakeup in the Kardashian family? Uh, I think that uh, I'm glad that Khloe is going to, I, or I hope that she moves with him. Um, and I think Dallas is a good city in Mavericks, or a champion team. So I don't think that is a bad move for Lamar. Obviously, he'd be upset he'd be, upset to be traded out of the Lakers, but I don't think that's a bad move. Like, of all places to be traded out. It almost live in New Orleans. I think Dallas Mavericks is an even better team, more fun um, to live. But um, I'm glad that Chloe is being supportive of it, and hopefully, this will teach Kim a lesson that she needs to be more supportive of she dates. But hopefully, Kim stops dating athletes. Like, Kim, obviously, you and athletes do not best well. Stop dating athletes. <laughs> I know right this is a little lesson she needs like some she needs somebody to be her bodyguard or something and just date him somebody that can just be by her side all the time I think but um, we'll have to see I am actually very curious to see uh, how Kim comes out of this whole thing um, you know I, I listen a lot of people are explosive about Kim. I don't know if I'm so upset with her. I just think it was kind of sad for her and him the way this all blew up so fast, but you know, this is definitely, seeing Chloe's story here makes you realize when you have a true relationship, the sacrifices you will make. Um, but speaking of people blowing up, guys, Kim Kardashian's buddy, uh, Jonathan Chabon, was, which, who's coming up in predictions, was attacked by an explosive Chris Humphrey supporter in New York City just recently, taking a flower bomb to the face. How do you like that? <laughs> um, TMZ broke this story that Siobhan had been receiving threats ever since he announced plans to sue Chris Humphreys, claiming that the NBA star called him gay on TV. Siobhan beefed up his security to ward off potential threats during an event yesterday at Kim's New York City store, but clearly it wasn't effective. As sources say, there was no mistaking the attacker's motivation before launching his powder assault, and they call him now the Flower Phantom. They say he yelled, this is for Chris Humphreys, and... uh, not so fun, but uh, kind of funny to hear. Police were unable to locate the culprit, unfortunately. But uh, Jonathan is really putting himself in the middle of of some drama. You would wonder if the spin crowd's coming back soon, but um, he's he's popping up in predictions. He's he's getting flower bombs to the face. How do you think it feels to be Jonathan right now? I'm so curious about predictions like Right? I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe. I hope not. Yeah, that's definitely pretty crazy. Um, but we'll, we're going to get there in just a second. a few more a few more quick stories, uh, since we love Scott so much, Mari, I just had to throw this one out there. Um, according to Twitter, Scott may be leaping into the role of seasoned actor if the author of American Psycho has his way. Because it was as it was recently announced that they, Lionsgate is planning a remake of American Psycho, uh, adding a modern spin to Brett Easton Ellis' 1991 controversial novel um It let's see. The studio hadn't bargained, probably, on the novelist refusing to sign off on the remake unless he had some say over who would reprise Christian Bale's role of Patrick Bateman. And guess what he tweeted? He said, "I have warned Lionsgate that I will not approve a new version of American Psycho unless it stars Scott Disick or Miles Fisher." <laughs> Very funny. But um, let's think about this for a second because Scott would probably make an excellent choice being that the character is famed for being insanely wealthy, wildly greedy, horribly shallow, effortlessly stylish, and the ultimate yuppie. (laughs) So minus the serial killer tendencies, Disick would essentially be playing himself. And Scott was, of course, thrilled at the idea, tweeting back, This is the best news I've heard. I've ever heard. I hope they call me. So maybe we need to start a little Twitter petition to get Scott on the roll here. What do you think, Mari? Would you want to see him in American Psycho? Well, what do you think? I want to see Scott. I want to see I can't hear you too well, Mari, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you said you're excited about it because we know how much we love Scott. So um, seeing him act as himself in this movie would be pretty hysterical. But um, finally, of course, we have to get, I know we're kind of sick of it already, Mari, but some uh, Chris Humphreys news, him speaking out on Good Morning America this week, where, of course, we're not shocked that he'd be peppered with questions about his relationship with Kim. So let's just get some responses from his first appearance, uh, first interview and him speaking out. He uh, was quoted to say that it's going good. I'm excited to be close to back to playing basketball. In the off-season, I've been doing a lot of things with my foundation, spending time with my family, working on my game a lot. So as you can see, he's a very self-focused person also as an athlete. I know we talked about this. Um, so he was intent to focus on the future rather than the past. Um, saying it's been different but through everything I'm just focused on family and preparing for basketball you know basketball is something I've always taken very serious and moving forward he continued to say you know for me it's just certain things happen in life and you've got to move on I'm excited to be where I'm at with the NBA season coming up and I'm ready to go and some more quotes he said really right now I'm focused on basketball and other things will take care of themselves Then he was asked, Mari, uh, whether the ever-present reality cameras played any role in the end of his marriage, which I know we talk about a lot, which he nobly didn't assign any undue blame to, surprisingly. He said, I can't say for sure or I can't say for sure or not for sure. It's the only time I've been married. So I've been in front of cameras in the NBA since I was 19 years old. It's a different level, but for me, it's all about moving forward. Life is more about how you can help other people and making the most out of your platform, and that's what I'm really focused on. So I thought that was interesting. We brought this up earlier. The level of cameras, he even was quoted to say, is completely different, Um, but he did not blame them necessarily, and uh, I think there was a lot wrong, but uh, I do think, personally, I think the cameras did play a role, if I know we talked about this, but, uh, and I think you agree with me on that, Mari. The cameras definitely played a role, but I just think it's so interesting that he got so upset about the interview. What do you think about, does he have a right to be upset? I mean, obviously, that's what they're going to be asking him about is his marriage to Kim. They don't care about his charity work at the NBA. The reason why he's, like, famous beyond the NBA world, it's because it of them. So obviously that's what they're going to ask him about. I know. I totally agree with you, Mari. For one thing, I, the one thing I like about the girls, the Kardashian sisters, is I feel like they are very open because they know that's how they have to be because they're opening their lives. So I don't understand somebody agreeing to do an interview and not wanting to be open about what the, they're knowing they're going to ask these questions. I mean, do people really care about him cooking and baking cookies with his mom? No, they care about hearing what happened to this crazy roller coaster relationship. And he actually went on to, to say a few more things and dodge some more questions. Um, you know, he got the hardball question of if he was still in love with Kim and he basically laughed like, "Ha, this guy," like as if they weren't going to ask. Um, he said, "I'm focused on what I can control, which is being ready to play ball and supporting my mom and her cookie bake today." No Chris We don't care about your cookie bake. That is code for excuse to get Chris on the show so we can ask him about Kim Kardashian. So if he felt any different, he should never have agreed to the interview. I totally agree with you, Mari, on that. (laughs) So at least we agree on a few things, right? But um, let's get into some predictions now because uh, certainly more drama, more Uh, reasons for Jonathan to get flour thrown in his face. (laughs) So let's get into the predictions now. I don't know. Are we going to get our creepy music? Yes. I heard it. Um, Well, it seems like Courtney and Kim are headed off to LA and uh, some things go crazy. One being that Jonathan is writing supposedly a tell-all about Kim, which I personally—I know you said, Mari, you hope it's not true. Uh, I happen to think that it could be kind of a produced storyline that ends up not materializing. What do you think is going to happen with this? I don't know. I think it's a reversal. It's actually going to be a tell-all. Definitely and no. I don't think that he would, you know, fight the hand that's Cluster and turn it back on a family that, you know, produces his reality show and got him pretty famous in the first place. So I highly doubt that that's actually true. I'm sure it's just a produced storyline, like, you know, oh, Kim, he's going to write a tell-all book, now I'll get in a fight about it, when, like, that's not actually true. So what I'm most curious about is this whole, I don't know if we're going to get it next week or not, the whole fight between Chris and Jonathan. But now I'm guessing that maybe the reason why Jonathan got into a fight with him or Chris got into a fight with Jonathan is maybe to try to protect him. And they like, oh, you're writing this book about my wife and tell us. And so maybe that's like why this fight between them started. That's actually a good call, and that would actually make Chris not look so bad here in this situation, so very curious, actually, to see if that comes up next week. Definitely be looking out for that, and uh, of course, the other piece of drama, major drama, is this house party, or hotel party, whatever you want to call it, that Scott and Chris have coming up, and I just have a feeling... I don't know what's going to happen on Chris's end. We know he's immature. We know he's an athlete. We know he's young. Scott, I don't see Scott kind of getting into any trouble right now. I mean, he's got another baby on the way, which filming wasn't too long ago. I don't know. I just can't see Scott getting into major trouble here. What do you think about this whole party that seems to unfold while Kim and Courtney are off in L.A.? That like reach of producers, like oh okay, the girls are away, the boys will play. Let's have a storyline. Um, I don't know. I don't. I hope Scott doesn't you know revert back to his old self. I know. I I certainly hope so too. I mean, we know. Whatever happens with Chris, it's doomed anyway. Uh, curious to watch it play out, of course, but I'm more concerned about Scott, and I really don't want him to do wrong by anyone because I think he's just at such a good place, so... Oh boy, I can't wait to see it though. Regardless, you know, you don't want these things to kind of go wrong, but you can't help but want to watch it. So, um, of course, listeners, we want you to tweet with us. We tweet live during the shows. We tweet in between the shows during the week at Jackie Moran and Mari. Give everyone your website. Oh, and your poll results. Let's get to your poll results before we sign off tonight. Did you yes, have some updated yes. polls? We're continuing to vote. People are continuing to vote on my team, Tim, and Chris, marriage ratings. I'll keep it open all season long to see how it changes. I some but for now, 60% of voters believe me Kim and Chris need for the show. 60% say Kim Steve, marriage, but Chris had no idea. And 21% say, know their love was for real, and sometimes things don't work out. So head over to lady dot com. T H E L E G A L A D Y. dot com to that my. Uh, I'll keep it open all it long, and you can follow me at Molly Fagel and at Legal Lady Tweet for uh, so all the latest Kim Kardashian legal battle news. So um, I'd love to hear from you. And thank you, Jackie, for another wonderful show. that we don't always agree, I love hearing your opinions. That's right. We agree to disagree at the end of the day, right, Mari? We know how to figure it out, (laughs) unlike Kim and Chris. So I love chatting Kardashians with you, and we'll be back next week, everyone, with more news, more gossip, more drama. Till then, tweet at us, and we'll see you next week.
2: And also, guys, before we leave, we just want to apologize for uh, tonight's stream um, and for all the connecting. um, But next week, we promise you a much better show technically was.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for that. We always try and strive for better shows every week anyway, right guys? But uh we'll definitely have the best of everything next week and uh, you can watch us on Afterbuzz TV 2 on Ustream and find us on iTunes and we'll be back better than ever next week. So, see you then, guys.